Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. Also, if you're brand new here, welcome to the party. Come in, take a seat. Um, Have you seen the IKEA advert and it's like you'll always find them in the kitchen at parties? Consider this your manifestation kitchen. I realized recently that it is coming up for six years. So it's, it's now five and a half years. Six years sounds cooler. Anyway, it's coming up for six years since I moved to Australia and... It has completely changed my life for the better, has been such an incredible experience and I often get a few of you in my DMs asking how I moved, what kind of things you should know in advance and I know when I was moving here like I was in the full-on research mode and I just wanted to absorb like every piece of information I could and so I want to make this episode to document the process and also share with you how I manifested moving country and how you can too and then I'm going to weave some of my story in throughout as well as give you some practical tips. One last thing before we dive in, if you are not already subscribed to the manifestation want the manifestation don't forget the name of my own podcast if you're not already subscribed to the manifest edit podcast look this is all the joy you have to expect moving forward so if you've not already subscribed now would be a good moment to subscribe to the manifest edit podcast because that's the name of my podcast of the podcast so first of all a little bit about me if you if you don't know me I am from Scotland I grew up in Scotland I'm from the UK and I have spent the majority of my life in Scotland, although I was born in England, I consider myself Scottish because that's that's where I grew up, that's where I went to school, that's where I went to uni, and that's just my life. And I know people are surprised, like, what, there are black people in Scotland? Yes, we're everywhere. And so growing up in Scotland was a very varied experience, and I'm sure, well, I don't know if you've listened to my other episodes about that, I had a particularly interesting childhood. I grew up in the care system uh, until I was age 14, at which point my adoptive parent actually passed away from breast cancer. And it really changed the trajectory of my life, of my siblings' lives as well. And everything that I thought I knew, I suddenly no longer knew. And I had this real struggle I want to say with finding my identity with knowing not only who I was but what I wanted as someone growing up in the world without parents and so being orphaned at 14 has totally shaped who I am today and the way that I lead and teach but more than that it really pushed me to want more for myself and initially like the belief that was getting me through life was I just want to be normal and I want to have all of these normal experiences that my friends are having like I don't want to have sleepovers at the hospital I want to have sleepovers at my friend's house I want to be worrying about normal kid stuff not worrying about like is my mom going to be here when I get home and so from the age 14 to 18 I was a super overachiever just getting good grades was so so important to me because to me like uni signified that freedom that next evolution in my journey that next step and it also it was what everyone else was doing and I wanted to do what everyone else was doing and I did it I got into my dream university not before a few challenges I actually I don't I don't know if I've actually shared this in the podcast but I 
super overachiever, high achiever, always getting good grades and everything. But on my English, my advanced higher English exam, I misread the question and I answered on two plays when I should have answered on one play, which actually led to me failing the exam. And I remember my best friend at the time, who was also taking that class, we were talking about our results together and I was devastated because I'd failed. And she's like, oh, I know you're joking. I know you're not that stupid. And I was like, no, I am that stupid. I did actually fail. And by the way, if you fail, that doesn't mean you're stupid at all. But that was just what she said to me at the time. Surprise, surprise, we're no longer friends. (sighs) Anyway, so because of that, I no longer had the grades that I needed to get into my dream uni, but some family friends helped me write letters, well not letters, helped me email the lecturers, helped me appeal my grade. Ultimately, I ended up appealing my grade and getting a C, which meant that I got into my dream university in Aberdeen. And so I went to uni in Aberdeen. I was at uni for initially four years for my first degree. And then as I was coming to the end of my first degree, I came to this realization that I had no idea where I was going next in my life. I didn't really feel ready to go into a career and there was nothing that was hugely jumping out at me that this is this is the clear path where I want to go next. And so I decided to prolong my university experience by going back to study my master's and to get my second degree. And now during this time of my second degree, I do not think it's an understatement at all to say it was one of the worst years of my life, if not the worst year of my life because I was hugely struggling with my mental health at that time. I didn't really truly want to be back at uni. I just like went because I felt like I don't know what else to do. So this seems like it could be an option, but I didn't want to be there. And it was very apparent. And even just like showing up to the classes made me miserable. And I would just take time out to sit in the bathroom just so I wasn't in the class. And it wasn't because I wasn't like good at it because I was studying digital marketing as my master's, which is something that I'm really skilled in. And it wasn't like I didn't know the stuff. It was just like my heart wasn't in it. And when you're just forcing yourself to do something that your heart isn't in, it eats away at your soul. And while your ego can be like, yeah, like let's just do this thing, your soul, your heart is like, no, we're meant for more. We're meant for something different. And that was the internal struggle I was dealing with, along with the anxiety, depression that followed like I don't have anyone to support me outside of this uni like I'm supported by lecturers I'm supported by um, social workers but like once I leave this sphere once I leave this world then I really am out there on my own which was something that really terrified me and so I'm battling with anxiety and battling with depression I'm battling with hating my life and also at this point undiagnosed chronic illness which I later found out to be endometriosis so I'm having physical pain I'm having mental pain everything just feels too fucking hard and it got to a point where at the beginning of the so this was actually 2015 I went back to uni but at the beginning of the year 2016 I just I just had enough I just didn't want to do it anymore I didn't want to do anything anymore and I stopped going to uni for a month I remember I actually have an email on my phone from my lecturer that's like hey I've noticed you've not been coming to your classes like you've missed one of your whole modules is everything going okay like we should arrange a chat and that was kind of the beginning of making some serious changes in my life and I went to my lecturer I told him how I'd been feeling how I'd been really struggling I mean I obviously didn't tell him like I hate this course I don't want to be here but I I did say like mentally I've been really really challenging I've been finding things really challenging and it's a struggle for me to show up right now and he really helped me to create a plan for how I was going to get back on top of my uni work. He helped set me up with therapy, which was huge because I'd previously gone to the university counsellors and they were just like, yeah, there's no way we're like really overbooked right now. And he'd 
spoken to them for me and got me in to see someone like I think it was like a couple of weeks afterwards which I was really grateful for so shout out to you Jack you're the real one and so things were turning around in my life I was beginning to like actually have the will to live again and I knew that despite things turning around despite being in therapy despite also being on my personal development journey this is where my spiritual awakening I guess kind of really began despite all of these things in six months time I was going to finish uni and then I'd be back in the same position where where I'd started and so this idea kind of began to fester like I don't want to go straight into career I don't want to go straight into a grad job I don't want to be fighting over um other people for jobs and you know a grad job market is like is highly stressful and you have to go through all these tests to prove that you're worthy and all this stuff and I was like I don't want to put myself through that like I've been through enough I've been through enough lord no more so I then kind of was following a couple of acquaintances one of my actually one was a friend and one at the time was like kind of an acquaintance and I was seeing that they were living overseas in Australia and I was like oh this like seems amazing they just get to live like the fun life I want to be living the fun life my life is not the fun life right now and um I was talking about this with a friend and she was also having some mental struggles as well and we were both like what if we like move to Australia like how cool would that be and at first it was just an idea but then it it actually became a plan. It became something that we were actually going to do. We we're like, yep, this is something. And we went, the most, one of the most important things I'll tell you is if that you are manifesting a move country, that you want to make a commitment to what you're actually doing. So while it was nice to have those dreams and say, oh, how cool would it be if we did this? Or how fun would it be if we did this? We had to put that in motion, otherwise it would have just stayed a dream. And so what we did was, even though we didn't have all of the money for the flights, at that time you could book through STA Travel and just put down a deposit. And the deposit was something like, I don't know, $100 max. And so we could put down that $100 on flights and then just pay off the flights over the year and then just make sure that you paid off the final amount by the time it gets to the, it gets the date. So we're like, perfect, we can just do this. And we booked actually a flight to Thailand because we were going to travel in Asia for a little bit first and then move on to Australia. And so one of the things that I will say before you're making that commitment is just to really check in with what your intentions are for moving country. And for me, like I will be honest, there was a bit of escapism in there in that like I just wanted to escape the confines of my normal life. And I want to point out here that escapism can be a double-edged sword because it's good to inspire you but you don't want that to be the only thing and you don't want to feel like you are running away from your existing life and I knew at that time where I was like yes I want to go to Australia I'm like okay but I also can't go to Australia in the mental state that I'm in now because things were still not that great I was still really really struggling and I was like well I can't just go to Australia without having addressed how I'm feeling internally because I'm just going to take those same struggles with me and so most people (laughs) I'm just going to say it, right? Most people are not living an amazing, happy, dreamy, everything I want is going on right now life and then decide to move country. That is not really how it happens for most people. Something happens to trigger your decision to want to move overseas, to want to move country. So check in with yourself what your intention is. And it's okay if there is a bit of escapism in there, but also just check in like, is there some work that I need to do on this journey before I go on my like physical journey so that um, I'm not running away from myself in the process. And that's what I had realized as well. So know your intentions, where you're coming from. 
And then once you're clear on your intentions, where you're coming from, you're going towards something, not just running away from something, then you can look at making a commitment to actually going and making a micro commitment. So for me, $100 was a really small commitment that I could make to say like, yeah, I'm just going to put a little bit of money down the flight because it's given me something to look forward to. It's given me something to hope. It's given me something to... I'm doing all this work for a reason and this is all going to pay off. And then, you know, once you've put money down, you don't want to lose that money, right? You don't want to lose that money. You want to make back your return on investment. So we'd put down the money on the flights and it was about six months until we actually were leaving. I was doing a lot of work on myself. I'd gone to see a actual therapist and I mean actual therapist in that the university counselors, um, I don't know, is there a difference between like counsellor and therapist? At uni, I think it was a counsellor and who I went to see was like a CBT therapist. So there there were like levels to the therapy game and the university people that I was seeing were like very entry level. They were just kind of like, oh, you're stressed because of your studies kind of thing. But it, it was so much more than that. And so I also went to therapy therapy. <laughs> which was also something I had been struggling to get. And over the past couple of years, I'd been going to the doctor and been like, hey, I think I might be depressed or anxious because I'm feeling really shit. And on one occasion, the doctor just like laughed at me and said like, don't you have friends you can talk to about this? And then on another occasion, they were like, yeah, we don't have the resources to, um, for you to be able to see anyone right now. And so through the journey of going to therapy, therapy did not actually work out for me because I did not have a good relationship with my therapist. I, I felt like she didn't respect me. I felt like she didn't listen to me. I felt like it was just, there was just this huge disconnect there. And I just, I just didn't like the way she talked to me. I didn't like her vibe. Okay. <laughs> she was not high vibes. So I quit therapy after all that time, but it had led me down this personal development journey. And I was on my own journey. I was on my own spiritual journey as well. And I was truly beginning to feel better. I was truly like loving on myself again. I was doing well at uni. I was researching, I was doing my research project that I was really passionate about. And then on the side, I'm also like looking for ways to make money to save up for our trip to Australia. So <laughs> the previous year I'd actually gotten fired from my job and not because I was like a terrible staff member or anything, but because it was like conflicting with my uni schedule. So they let me go because I couldn't work the days that they needed me to, they needed me to work. So I was just doing, at that time, I was doing promo work, which was a lot higher paid and was a lot more flexible around a schedule. And so over the summer, I was like, I'm just going to book in loads of promo jobs and do that to save money. And my friend did a similar kind of work to me. So we were both doing that. We're both saving up the money. We're researching our travel. Stuff is getting exciting. I am excited. But somewhere along the way, my friend and I kind of fell out because we're working together we're planning together. We're spending a lot of time together. And we had this like kind of falling out and we didn't speak for a little while. And then it's getting to the point where it's now three weeks before we're due to leave. And I realized we haven't spoken in quite some time. I want to say like at least a month we've not spoken for. So I reach out to her and I'm like, hey, I've got some travel magazines. Let's do our favorite pastime. Let's look over them. Let's plan some details of our trip. And I think she took a day to get back to me. And at that point she was like, yeah, I'm not going to be coming on the trip anymore. I think you should go by yourself. I was devastated at that point. I was. I felt really heartbroken. I tried to convince her to come anyway. She's like, no, I'm not coming. I might come out later and then we can we can meet then. But right now it's just it's just not the time for me. And so I felt like I was back at square one again of, well, what am I going to do? And honestly, solo travel was not something that was on my radar. I didn't, I just, it just wasn't something that I'd even considered. But 
what was the alternative? The alternative was that I stayed exactly where I was, feeling exactly the way that I had always felt and nothing actually changing. So it almost seemed, it was just like 1% more, maybe 0.5% more scary to stay exactly where I was than to make that change. And so I took that 0.5% that was like, let's do this. And I ran with it. I just clung onto it as tightly as I could because if I stopped to look back for a second, I could have just got sucked into like, just stay where you are, don't change anything. And I think that's another really important manifestation lesson as well is that it's not always gonna feel really easy. It's not always gonna feel like a fuck yes. Sometimes it's gonna feel really scary and challenging and you're wondering, well, should it be this hard? Like if this is meant for me, is it meant to be so difficult? Is it meant to be so scary? But the truth is like life is not always easy and the process of manifestation is actually challenging because you're moving towards these big goals, you're moving towards your big vision and it sometimes it can feel so huge, sometimes it can feel bigger than you. And at that point it was beginning to feel like that to me, but I didn't let the fear be an indicator that it wasn't for me. I just let the fear be an indicator like this this is actually showing me how important this is to me. And so yeah, I was yeah, I'll be honest, I was devastated for a little while. I was crying a lot, I was upset a lot. I I still didn't really feel like ready to travel the world alone. Like I don't know if you ever feel ready, but I didn't feel ready by any sense of the word, but I was like we got to get shit in gear. We've got to get shit in gear. And my friend was actually the organizer. And so now in my life, I'm someone who loves, I love to be organized. Back then, that was not the case. And I was like all over the place. I didn't know what I needed to do, didn't know what I needed to prepare, but that really pushed me to start sorting things out. And I began to, one, I'm doing the things I need to do on a practical sense, but from an embodiment sense, like I'm getting myself into the feeling of being there. Every every day I would watch uh, Molly Blyett, Backpacking Bananas, Christi- Christian Risman. I would watch their videos over and over again, some of the same videos, and I would just like immerse myself in that experience because they were both solo travelers. They're both having the time of their life in Australia. I'm like, that is going to be me. Not only is that going to be me, then that is me. Like I am them. <laughs> not in a creepy way, but I was just like so enthralled in this experience. Like any video I could find of women solo traveling in Australia, I would watch it. And I had this whole playlist of videos of Australia tips, Australia vlogs, all of this stuff. And I would watch it over and over over again. That inspired me into action. And so if you are finding the idea and the prospect of moving to another country scary, which let's be honest, it can be. And for me, Scotland to Australia is about the furthest you can go. It's a 24 hour flight. It's it's not an easy like, oh, if I change my mind, I'll just pop back over. I'll just like nip, nip across the road as far away. And so get yourself into that embodiment feeling of what would it be like to be there? maybe that's watching a vlog or reading a blog or maybe re-listening to this podcast episode maybe it's finding people on instagram who are doing what you want to do and following their journeys and showing you that it's possible for you because there are people like you who are doing it and if you haven't listened to my episode on six stages of building belief i talk about this in there as well as if you can't fully get your belief behind it you don't need to go from zero to a hundred but move yourself through those different stages of belief so make definitely make sure to go back and check out that episode if you haven't listened to it because it's going to help you if you are kind of struggling with your belief at the moment so that's episode number 67 and so I am getting myself into a place where I'm going from I don't know how I'm going to travel the world alone to okay these girls are traveling the world alone 
it could be possible for me to travel alone. Okay, I'm doing it. Like, this is it. Like, the training wheels are coming off. There's no turning back now. I've put in the rest of the money for the flight. I'm organizing how I'm going to get to the airport. I'm selling my stuff. I've given up my apartment. I am going. And that's the end of it. And the thing is, and people love to say, like, the universe likes to test you. The universe likes to, like, see how much you want something. And I don't really love the terminology of testing you because it indicates that there's a pass or fail. But I felt like there were so many points along the way of this journey where the universe gave me opportunities and I could either follow those opportunities or not. And so I had the opportunity of, like, is this trip something you want to do? Yes. Is this trip something you want to do even if you have to do it by yourself? Yes. Is this trip something you want to do even if it's going to be more expensive than you initially thought? Yes. Is this trip going to be something you want to do even if? Like all these even ifs. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And sometimes those yeses didn't come easy, but they came. The most important thing is that they came anyway. And so we're at the night before and I'm terrified. I'm terrified. My friend has driven me to Edinburgh which is a few hours away from Aberdeen and we're staying at a hotel the night before and I remember I'm up at like 1am and I'm like fuck I haven't got any travel insurance what am I doing um buying travel insurance like the night before and I'm just uh, I just can't believe that I've made it to this point I was really grateful I had a friend she let me store in fact my stuff is some of my stuff is like still at her house like six years later because I was like yeah I'll definitely come back and get this stuff no you're not going to come back and get the stuff just leave it like get rid of stuff you don't need as much stuff as you think you need and so um it's the night before and booking my travel insurance I can't believe I've actually made it to this point and now all of this fear that I had just been like moving forward you know I was moving forward moving forward and I was just trying not to look back at that fear and now all of those fear feelings are coming up I'm feeling extremely emotional I had got to the point where I've been doing so much work and so much development that I was no longer unhappy in the place where I was at which is really great but also it made it it made it so much harder to leave and now we're we're on the day, I'm at the airport, I'm at the airport with my friend and we're saying goodbye to each other and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going? Things are so good now, things are so great now, like why, why would you leave this behind? Why would you leave them behind? Why would you leave your friends behind? And I'm having all of these feelings, I'm walking to the gate, I'm like, you're fucking getting on that plane, girl, we played for everything, you're getting on that plane, you booked your hostel, you were going, I'm on the plane, I'm crying, crying my eyes out, and then we land in Bangkok um, at the airport, I get out of the airport, this like humid, humid air hits me, like nothing I've ever experienced before, look, I'm from Scotland, we don't, we don't get humid air, okay? <laughs> we don't get humid air the most humid air we get is from our oven and so I'm like standing outside I get a taxi and I'm sitting in the taxi I'm looking out the window and I'm just like looking at everything around me and it just feels like that was the beginning of something that was the beginning of something incredible it was like a day one for me it felt like I was opening my eyes for the first time and when I looked at what I saw it was it was unbelievably unbelievably beautiful and so from that moment on I was just like in go mode like challenges came up I worked through them and I remember my biggest fear about um traveling alone was that I wouldn't make friends and like within my first 15 minutes I'd made a friend at the hostel and I think that was an indicator to me like okay anything is possible now so it didn't matter whether there was a problem with the accommodation whether I'd missed a transport whether some transport was hours late whether I was getting an infected mosquito bite everything I was like I can handle this. I have handled everything else up until this point, which has been so much more challenging. 
there is no way that I can't also handle this. And I think that's important to know even before you leave, before you go in a country, because whatever you encounter, you will be able to get through it. And we have a tendency to catastrophize things in our heads and to make them out to be like these really big, tragic, drastic situations. And like, for me, I was like blowing up the idea of not meeting anyone and not having any friends, like to be huge. It felt like a huge mountain. Um, And that simply wasn't the case. And then even after I'd done my traveling in Asia, (laughs) the synchronicities as well. The synchronicities along this journey were insane. So yeah, my first friend I made within five minutes of being at the hostel, the rooms aren't open yet. So you have to kind of just like chill out in the nap area. And I meet this guy, Sam, and we just decide to hang out together. I meet him at two more points in my journey um, throughout Southeast Asia. And I also meet him across the span of the years I'm living in Australia. I meet him in random spots in Australia, like completely wildly random places this guy is here and so that was like one of the synchronicities and also moving to Australia and um, the first night at a hostel my friend had messaged me before my best friend had messaged me she's like oh my boyfriend's got one of his friends who's going to be in Melbourne the same time that you're going to be in Melbourne and I kind of hadn't taken her up on it because I was like I don't want to be match made with a stranger like what what if we don't get on and I arrive at the hostel and someone's playing like really great techno music I'm like oh no one likes no one likes really great techno music not that I'm a music snob or anything but not a lot of people um typically have the similar music taste as I have and I was like oh this music's really great um in fact no it wasn't even tech great techno music it was DJ EZ who's one of my favorite favorite DJs and that's why I was so excited I was like no one likes DJ EZ and this guy was playing it and then and then shit's about to get wild so hold on to your seats he's like oh are you a fear? I'm like, yeah, I'm a fear. He was the guy who was the friend of my friend's boyfriend. This was the person that she tried to like match make me with, not even in a date way, but she was like, you'll know someone out there. And I had just ignored her messages. We ended up being in the same hostel, in the same hostel room. What are the fucking chances? And so it was like, the universe is like, when you leap, don't worry about the details. We're going to support you you're going to be supported as you move along. So him and I became really great friends for the period that he was staying in Melbourne. He was actually kind of coming to the end of his visa and I was at the beginning of my visa, but I hung out with him and his friends. We did loads of fun stuff together and it was nice to just feel like I knew someone. And then I had someone who I'd known from Aberdeen and we'd known each other from nights out, but we weren't necessarily like, I wouldn't say we were properly friends. We were just like acquaintances. And I reached out to her. I was like, hey, I'm in Australia. Like, I'm in Melbourne. I know you live here. Maybe you could show me around one weekend. And I told her where I was staying. I was like, this hostel is horrible. And she's like, oh, when you come stay with me for a weekend? I actually ended up staying with her for two weeks. We both lived in her like little tiny shoebox room. And we became like, she became like a sister to me. We became so, so close. And uh, loads of the friendships I have now developed from experiences that I had with her. I had my first night out in Melbourne, we went to um, this club and she briefed me before we went in. She's like, Afia, like, this is not like back home because um, one of my, my closest friends at home was a promoter and I helped him out with his night sometimes. So he'd always let me and my friends come for free and would give us like um, VIP and drinks and things like that. And so she's like, you know, this isn't like back home we don't know these people so you can't just like walk up on stage like you own the place right I was like yeah 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 of course yeah 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 absolutely we'll do that we get in and like let's go on stage and we go to the stage and we put our jackets and stuff on there uh and then 
one of the and we're just kind of like standing around introducing ourselves to everyone that's on the stage like who are organizing the night and then the dj finishes playing and i'm like oh that was like a really great set i really loved it and he's like introduces himself and i can tell he's got an irish accent i'm like oh you're irish i'm from scotland um and we just started chatting we have been friends for six years the entire time since that night we have been friends i would now say he's one of my closest friends he's helped me through so many challenging situations like when i got fired from my fire farm work and i didn't have anywhere to live i lived with him for a couple of weeks he's helped me with situations that i've needed another perspective on and he's just been like such a great friend and that just came from that random experience my first flat that i had in melbourne um, I'd put on my profile on the flatmate finding website I'd put like I love music festivals and things like that my flatmate I ended up living with this married couple and they were like oh yeah we actually organized one of like at that point is in fact the biggest festival in Australia which loads of people had been telling me to go to but it was completely completely sold out the guy I was living with was the organizer for that festival he's like oh yeah I can get you a job there where you'll have free accommodation free ticket you'll get to go to the festival for free and you only even need to work a couple of days and guess what he was best friends with the guy who was DJing so everything was all connected all of these synchronicities happened and I believe it's because I leapt first and I allowed the universe to support me and I was expecting to from that point I was no longer from the moment I landed in Bangkok I was no longer expecting the worst I was expecting surprises but I wasn't expecting to be like horribly surprised I wasn't expecting something tragically horrible to happen I was expecting to be pleasantly surprised and that's what I was I was pleasantly surprised and there were so many of these synchronicities that happened that just indicated to me like you're supposed to be here like this is where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time and so I think moving country is is such a beautiful eye-opening experience and I think especially if you're doing it yourself you learn so much about yourself in the process and you learn so much about yourself inside of that journey and sometimes the way that those lessons are going to come is not necessarily going to be in the package that you want them to come for example me getting fired from my farm work at that time by the way, I can, I've been fired from a few jobs in my lifetime, but of my opinion, it's not my fault. They fired me because they didn't like my vibe and I reversed a golf buggy into a bin, which was completely accidental and I also don't know how to drive, so I feel like this was not my fault and I'd only been working there for three to four days. I don't think that's enough time to really gauge someone's character, but anyway, uh, <laughs> let's just say it was a very, very white, small town and that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. So I ended up getting fired from that job and at that time it felt like the worst thing to ever happen to me because I was running out of time on my visa to do the farm work that I needed for my second year. But that actually led to me living with my friend um, who I mentioned earlier. And then while I was staying there, I found a new farm job at somewhere where I would have never expected. I would have never picked otherwise because I'd heard horror stories about fruit picking and all that kind of stuff. And I was going to be living doing banana packing, which sounded like hell to me. But that experience that I had at that hostel I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. Although it was the work, the farm work itself was horrible, horrific, treated like absolute shit. But the people that I met there were absolute angels and the experience of being treated like shit at the farm was worth it for those people that I would meet along the way. And some of those people are now my closest friends. Some of them sadly have moved back to the UK, but some of them are still here in Australia and we still hang out and we talk about those times where our life just seemed like a movie. 
And yeah, at the time that felt like a bad thing and it wasn't or moving into my dream home and then my flatmate ending up moving out and saying, oh, by the way, I own all the furniture in the apartment. I'm going to be moving out. I'm taking all the furniture from the apartment with me. The time, again, it felt like one of the worst things to happen to me. But then I realized, hey, because he's now moving out, I get the master bedroom, which actually has windows, unlike the shoebox room that I was living in before. So everything, everything worked out. And although it may not look like it at the time, everything is moving you in the direction you want to go, even if the package that it comes in is not gift wrapped with a bow on top. And I just want you to keep that in mind because there are inevitably going to be challenges with moving country, whether you know, I moved to Australia, which is a Western country, so I, there's not no problems with language barriers or anything like that. But um, I'm sure there would be more challenges that you would face if you were moving to somewhere that wasn't a Western country and you had these additional things that you had to work through. And so from that experience of moving to Australia alone, I actually ended up traveling to, I think, close to 20 countries alone. Um, Japan, South Korea, Indonesia, Philippines, Germany, um, Barcelona, and some other ones, (laughs) and some other ones, 10 other ones, Australia, New Zealand, US. Yeah, I, I went to many countries by myself. And if you are interested actually in moving moving country or even solo traveling and you want to know what it's like to you know you want some support to manifest these experiences I actually wrote an ebook a couple of years ago called Girl Solo and I talk about my experience but I also talk about some of the mindset behind traveling alone and some things that I felt were missing from the vlogs and blogs that I was watching like what's it like to travel as a woman of color what's it like to travel as someone with chronic illness what's it like to travel with mental illness where are the best places to go if I'm this where's the best places to go if I'm that and just so much info so I'll leave the link to girl solo in the uh, in the description box and um, it also comes with like a travel planner and a guide and things like that so in short moving country is like if you're thinking about it if you're even considering it if if it's like even a flicker of the light in your mind this is something that you might be interested follow that seed and see where it can go and at the end of the day although Australia was 24 hours away even if I if I had turned out I truly hated it and I was really really miserable I could have flown back to Scotland I could have done it so bear that in mind like I'm not someone who likes to catastrophize that much anymore I mean I do still have anxiety so sometimes but I don't really catastrophize that much anymore but sometimes like looking at the worst case scenario can be helpful so like what would happen if I moved out there and I hated it well you could just go back like no one's forcing you to stay there and I think that gives you freedom in knowing that nothing is ever truly final right and yeah I think I think there is just so much character and spiritual development that comes from moving to another country you meet so many incredible people along the way and you also meet so many mirrors along the way right they're reflecting back pieces of you that you need to heal or they're reflecting back pieces of you where there is a lightness that you may not have recognized in yourself so for me it really brought out this really confident extroverted side in me that I felt like I had lost while I was going through that period of anxiety and depression I it brought out this really extroverted side of me when I was traveling alone and also living overseas because I had to um set up my bank I had to find I had to go to flat viewings and apartment viewings I had to put myself out there for a job oh yeah another synchronicity (laughs) my job my first job in Australia I had gotten through 
my ex-best friend's ex-boyfriend. So the callback, you remember the friend from school who told me I was stupid for failing my English exam? Her ex-boyfriend, I had put a Facebook status like, hey, I'm living in Melbourne, I'm looking for a job. He'd reach out to me from the Facebook status. He's like, hey, some of my friends are living there. They actually have this like seafood business. Do you, um, And so I'd be working as like, basically like a cashier at this like pop-up seafood stand. Like they did food festivals and things like that and I did a trial shift for them went really well they were so cool like it was like the most chill job I ever had it was so much fun like I would have done it even if I wasn't getting paid I got free mussels and oysters which is a dream for me and it was just the best experience so yeah another synchronicity sorry got kind of like distracted but I was just like oh something else I need to share so I can't remember what I was saying but I think I was just saying like it's so like do it just fucking do it um because manifesting that move is oh yeah the mirrors so it allowed me to become more confident and put myself more out there and discover these character traits that it wasn't necessarily that I didn't have before but I was allowing myself to express myself more freely another thing about moving country alone is that you can reinvent yourself no one knows you here no one knows if you're shy or you're confident no one knows if you're I don't know other things people don't know anything about you you can be whoever you want to be and no one's gonna say actually that's that's not who you are you were always this way why do you suddenly believe this um and then that's that process of reinvention can be a real gift because it allows you to discover who you truly are and who you would be outside of the expectations of what people already know of you and that is that's really fucking freeing so to summarize if you are thinking about moving overseas alone and you want to know how to manifest that move Get clear on your intentions, why you want to actually go and make sure that even if there is some some small things that you feel like you're escaping from, you're also moving towards something like the idea of experiencing a new culture or getting to experience a new city and being specific about things that you would like to do when you're there or a different style of living. Like for me, I'm from Scotland. I hate the cold. The idea of being warm all year round, this is before I moved to Melbourne and I realized winter was a real thing. But in my head, I was like, yes, Australia is going to be so hot all the time. That was a huge motivation it for me people always laugh at me when I say I moved to Australia because it was warm and they're like Australians laugh at me when I say I moved here because I thought it was going to be warm and they're like that's it I'm like yeah I I like to be warm (laughs) so having things that are moving you help to keep you anchored into your intention and make sure stuff's actually going to happen make a micro commitment so for me micro commitments where there was money involved like it doesn't even matter for me like it's one dollar even that one dollar I'm like I don't want to waste a cent I don't want to waste a cent so if you can financially commit to something even your visa right putting in an application for a visa once you put in an application for a visa you have a year until that visa expires so you need to get your shit together um so doing something that is gonna either a micro commitment or an actual commitment depending on what your capacity for risk is something that is giving you okay I need to light a fire this is lit a fire under my ass I need to get moving then from having that commitment you can work backwards to filling in more of the details really embodying what it would be like to be there I even had pictures on my vision board of things I wanted to experience when I was traveling and it didn't matter that it might seem silly to someone else because it was important to me so for example I had an infinity pool on there like what you want to manifest seeing an infinity pool yeah to me one of the most incredible things I've ever seen there's a pool that looks like it's like dropping off into nothing but it isn't like that's so cool and I actually ended up having a free hotel stay at a five-star hotel stay at a five-star hotel that had an infinity pool so winning um 
so yeah be really specific about the things that you want even if they they seem kind of silly to other people you you just like it's it's your dream not theirs <laughs> that sounded angry but i meant like no it's your dream like put whatever you want on there get really specific about the details really embody what it would be like to live there so watch um videos listen to podcasts follow people on instagram make save folders vision boards all of these things that allow you to be in the place of being there now don't listen to the fear i mean you can listen to the fear you can notice a fear but don't let that be something like oh well if i was supposed to go i wouldn't feel afraid and i've just looked at the clock and it's one 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 um if i was meant to go i wouldn't be afraid it's just bs because so many of the things i've done in my life that have brought me the greatest level of joy fulfillment have been things that terrified me and then on the journey to getting there like yeah it's you're probably going to have an idea of how it's going to happen in your head some details are going to fall through you may even like lose a little bit of money in the process some visa stuff going on like anything that comes your way just say like I think I saw this on um, TikTok and they were like this is good for the plot so anytime there's a challenge you're just like this is good for the plot this is good for the story this is good for the story and so when I was writing Girl Solo many of the things that happened for my this happened for the plot actually were really great for the plot of, of um writing an ebook writing a book about my experiences traveling are great to share with you to show that like yeah moving isn't all sunshine and roses but it's still like one of the best things i've ever done um so yeah know that there are going to be challenges but also like if you can have some degree of organization loads of people have like packing lists i have like a packing check packing checklist with that comes with girl solo when you purchase girl solo and yeah you know be flexible right when we say surrendering the how it isn't like i'm just going to say i want something and i'm going to completely sit back and fold my arms it's going to it's saying i'm going to say what i want i'm going to put in the actions i'm going to take but i'm also open to it happening in a way that i couldn't have envisioned for myself yet i at the point where i was at in my life and in my mental capacity could not have envisioned in a million years moving to australia by myself it was simply not on my radar and the fact that it came up and the fact that I went alone was one of the best, best things that has ever happened to me. Best things that's ever happened to me, if not the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. And I love how at the beginning of the episode, I was like, this was the worst year of my life, finishing with the best moment of my life. And it just shows the dualities that we play in. But the universe presented me with something different and I just had to be open to accepting it because what's the alternative? And like, if you do find yourself getting scared, do a what's the alternative? or what's the worst that can happen allow yourself to go to those places but don't like live in those places live in the abundance live in the joy live in the vision live in who you are now and live in who you've yet to become and one final thing i will say is on top of those like micro commitments that you make at the beginning to get you started to get you moving along i also began to make commitments that (laughs) it kind of felt like i could not back out of for example i broke the lease of my apartment so i had like a month to move out of my apartment and that felt very that felt quite final to me and also I organized a leaving party so I had um my friend had organized one of my favorite DJs to come and play in Aberdeen and if you're wondering George Fitzgerald full circle oh one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life and I had organized for all my friends to be coming with me to this event we'd got them like special tickets and discounts and stuff and my other friend was also going to be moving somewhere else at this time and so we'd organized this leaving party and we both were having like moments of doubt like what are we doing but we'd also told everyone that we we're leaving and given up the flat so it's like yeah we, we kind of have to go and telling people 
telling people that, that, that that's what you're going to do, I find to be one of my best manifestation tools because it doesn't matter if you can't actually see how it's happening yet you've like told people that you're going to do this and you you, you then don't want to be a liar so you're like well I have to find a way to come through with this because that's what I told my people I'm going to do so I'm going to have to find a way to fucking make it work um so those are my tips for manifesting move whether it's manifesting a move overseas or manifesting solo travel also I have so many travel stories and also stories about manifesting free travel, like the time I uh, traveled uh, New Zealand for free or manifesting a free trip to Hawaii. So if you, I never know like how much travel content you want to hear on here. So if you want to do hear about how you can manifest free travel, how I've manifested free travel, definitely send me a DM either at the manifest edit or at fiasalta underscore because I I totally take up your recommendations for content for the podcast if I have time to create those episodes it's definitely something that I do like to follow and create content that you would be interested in hearing so I cannot wait to hear all of your stories about moving the world living the dream and just fully embracing this experience you get to have before when I moved overseas, it was 2015 and the world looked nothing like it looks today, right? We didn't have the panorama. We didn't have all of the stuff that's going on in the world. And I say like, if it's possible for you now, if there's even just like a small chance it's possible that you get to go out there and experience the world, if there's anything these past couple of years have taught me, it's like life is so precious and it can also change in an instant. So if it's a possibility for you now, don't wait. Because imagine like you're someone who at the in 2019 you're like yeah I'm gonna travel and then you put it off until 2020 may not have been two years until you had the opportunity to experience that again so don't don't put it off don't wait like it's there's a quote I think it's like it's never it's always too late to late it's always too late to wait it's never too late to start um something like that I don't know if I communicate that properly but what I'm trying to say is don't wait right life isn't stopping and waiting life isn't just taking a pause while you make up your mind life is moving on anyway so are you going to move with it or just stay still thanks for tuning in today i am so glad to have you here and if you love what you've heard remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast and i just appreciate it so much one last thing before you go what was your biggest takeaway today screenshot the episode and share on instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know okay can't wait to hear from you until next time gorgeous 